welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. And I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Oh. Well, if you're just tuning into this and you've missed our special last week with Rugby League World Cup CEO John Dutton, um, go back and have a listen. That's the first thing to say. Yes, I listened to it uh, today, actually. Good, isn't it? Yes. It was, he was very good. It was. I thought he was very honest in his uh, answers to the questions. Didn't duck a question or anything, did he? No. No, he said good. there was nothing he didn't want to talk about, which, no, was, right. which no. was great. So, yeah. So, if you have missed it. Yeah, um, definitely worth a listen. It's only yeah. about an hour, so, yeah. yeah. And find out which is his favourite segment of the pod. <laughs> yeah. Just, just carrying the pod, really, aren't I? Let's be honest. You just give it away, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what else has been happening? Um, it was the FA Cup final. Yeah. Was, should we gloss over that really, really quickly? Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, it weren't great. Anyway, Forza in. Forza Inter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um what else? Oh you you're not your favourite, but uh your Celtic managers left, Danny. And his poster Coglu. Yeah, him. Yeah, he's gone to Spurs. Right, in related news to that, have you seen that the um the Pope been taken ill today and ended up in hospital. No. He's took it badly, hasn't he? Because <laughs> <laughs> it can only be that he's took that news about Celtic losing the manager badly. That's the only possible explanation. I think so too. And last bit before we start, tennis. Do you see that? The doubles match? Oh, this is... I don't know what... Shocking? So Embarrassing? If you haven't seen it, it's a women's doubles match, French Open... One of them chips the ball up towards the, the uh, ball girl who's not looking. Uh, did it hit her on the back or something, or the back of the head or something? It was like neck, yeah, that. like back, neck, back, yeah. And then, this, and then this little ball girl starts crying. Why is she crying? It weren't hard, <laughs> was it? More overreaction than that line judge that Djokovic hit, who, who <laughs> pretended that she'd been strangled or something. Yeah. Fell off a chair. This one has started crying. So the umpire gave him a, um, gave him a warning yeah, for, for ball abuse or something, you yeah. know, warning. And then the other two goes, like, little squealers, like, going, no, 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 it's a default. It's a default. If you've injured her. Yeah, she's crying. Injured, she's, yeah, crying. she's crying. So then they get the supervisor out, and the supervisor goes, nah, you've got to be defaulted. <laughs> what a little Absolute squealer. squealers. Yeah, can't, yeah. Bad sportsmanship, that. Isn't it? It's not the sort of thing you see in rugby league. No, never. <laughs> No, but yes, it was. Uh... Is that what Johnny Lomax did last week? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, he was covered in blood, wasn't he? And like he squealed on somebody, and then he got sent off. Yeah. But then he got let off with because there's no punch. Don't know. It was a funny one that. In Lomax's defence, he didn't actually say I've been punched. He, he just says there's nothing to throw in punches. Mm. He didn't actually say, "Look at me, I'm covered in blood and I've like been punched." If he's been face. grabbed and stuff, he might yeah. have been, you know, in the hustle yeah. and bustle of it all. I thought it was, but so will Johnny Lomax now be playing in the women's doubles at the French Open? Uh, no, he's been disqualified. Oh yeah, well there you go. Yeah, <sighs> are we on with this then? All right, fine. Oh, we've finished talking, have you? Yeah. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. 
There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Yes, Magic Weekend and um, one of the better ones, I thought. Yeah, I I totally agree. I thought there was uh, <clears throat> some shocks and, yeah, just all-round good rugby league weekend. I thought all the games bar one, really. I thought they were all really good games. Well, two probably, but the rest of them were excellent. Some shock. It was a. I don't think it was a good week for the predictions league. No, I'm not looking forward to that later on at all. At all. No, a lot of people were not from three on the first day. <laughs> yeah. I think I was one. Yeah. Anyway, should we uh, dive into the magic weekend then? Uh, tell you what, we're just going to go in order this this week. We're going to uh, going to start from game one. Uh, Salford twenty six, Hull KR sixteen. Yeah, really good opening game. <clears throat> Although I do think the big thing that I took away from this game was um, the discipline of all KR, mm. the, the penalties that they give away. I think they were twelve six, and then they were fourteen twelve down all through penalty kicks. Mm. And it was, you know, I know they they won by ten in the end, but but it's kept them there. Yeah, you know, if all KR scored, and there's eight next. eight points there. And if Ulcair had scored next, all of a sudden they could have been 14 up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's eight, eight points in penalties there, and they're behind all of a sudden. Mm. Thought um, um, thought Ryan Briley played really well. Yeah, a couple of really nice breaks, went around some good lines, and, and um, obviously found, got himself in a two-on-one situation and managed to, to, to assist a couple, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Looking like at the minute, for, for Briley, like he's one of the top three or four full-backs in the league. Yeah, I've always really liked him, and he he's always struck me as a decent player. But I've always sort of questioned what's his level. Mm. You know, Maybe just coming in, absolutely coming into his peak now. In, yeah, in probably a team that suits the way he plays as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Where he can get on shoulders and back up and make breaks, like you've just said. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, but he's having a hell of a season. That's for sure. I think I said to you, I was watching this with a. A lad at work was watching. He was on in the background. A lad at work who doesn't know anything about rugby league, but we just laugh at him. Anyway, Ryan Hall scored, and I went, "Oh, Ryan Hall, you must have been there on a school trip." He went, "Yeah, I think I have. It rings a bell." <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So he has he has been to Ryan Hall on a school trip. Fair enough. <laughs> Get a review from him. Yeah, uh, I think the. I think the other thing to mention on the on the back of this game that uh, would probably shock a few is that because of this now, Hawkeye are actually set outside the playoffs. They were they were third not long ago and being talked about potential grand finalists, and now the seventh. I mean, oh, yeah. like, where'd you go from yeah. there? I was like, can I just shock you? Yeah. <laughs> I like the playoffs. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. Or oh, on the plus side, though, the top of the Yorkshire League. Yeah. Yeah, so, true. Massive round of applause for OKR there being top of the top of the uh, Yorkshire League. Yeah, not looking so good uh, to the side at Pennines, is it? No, uh, not unlike the home of rugby league. Actually, that was Huddersfield, but yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap that. Scrap that. Yeah. Um, no, it, I've I've never I've never ever seen that before though. Ever. I don't in in pre Super League, Super League, whatever. I've never mm. seen that that sort of like. Um, 
imbalance across the league table. No, same here. And, and it won't stay like that, but it's just... No, it's, it won't do. And I, I think it just, just shows how, how sort of tight the the league is, just going back to, to, to Bobby's point about how they, yeah. you know, they were second, third, and, and then all of a sudden after a week, they're seventh and out of the playoffs. The, the, the top nine, if you like, can finish anywhere, probably between third and tenth, probably. Yeah. Top ten. If you're ninth, you can't finish tenth, can you? But I know what you mean. <laughs> As they are at the minute, they could do. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's all... It's, it's definitely all to play for at the minute. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, moving into the second game, and uh, also with a lot to play for, because they now sit atop of the Super League ladder, and that is the Catalans Dragons, and they took on Wigan Warriors and came away 46-22 winners. Still think they're going to fall off. I'm finishing, not finish 11th, like they were like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the only, they've probably showed a, a modicum more of consistency than, than the, all the teams around them. Yeah. Obviously they have, that's why they're top, but you understand what I mean? Yeah. They, they've, you you they win the games that you expect them to win, mm. and then they've had one or two bonuses, and I think this is probably one of the bonuses. Yeah, but I mean, absolutely battered Wigan. I mean, they, I mean that score absolutely flatters Wigan because they got three late tries. Yeah, I think it was forty six eight on it at one time, something forty six six or something like that. At yeah. one time, yeah, and they got three late tries, didn't they? The, well, the, they like, opened the scoring through Wall and then they scored first, and mm. then yeah, French uh, French got one. I think was it back end of the first half. Yes, well, they're. Um, I mean, all all Catalan's tries seem to seem to come down their left hand side attack. Yeah, I mean Wigan's right hand side defence there was absolutely appalling. Yeah, yeah. And when you've got somebody like um, Tom Johnson on the other side exploiting it, it's uh, it's not a good mix, is it? Really, he's having a good run, as in injury free. Yeah, it's brilliant he's to all, see. He'll always get tries, but. Brilliant to see. Yeah, it wasn't brilliant on that last try that Wigan scored, was he? Where no. He, where he seemed to just, in the last seconds, he seemed to throw the ball away. Yeah, I don't know why he's done that. It was oh. literally like three seconds to go or something. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Absolute brain snap. Well, I'm sure if it was a tighter game, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have done have that. Well, he'd hope not, wouldn't you? Yeah. But it is good to see him having a good run injury. Injury free. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it was. It might have been his second try where he took the ball in the air. It was a brilliant yeah, take was, on the yeah. run, and then you know, yeah. sort of fell over the line with it. it was a great take. Uh, Mitchell Pierce um, back to really top form. Yeah, absolutely. Showing uh, th- there seems to be a, a good few sevens around Super League this season. Uh, we've mentioned in the past, you know, Clifford and Lamb and stuff like that. But Mitchell Pierce again throwing his name into why he's probably one of the the best in the well, showing why he's been the best in the world and done it in Australia and now doing it in Super League as well. He's he ran the show against Wigan, absolutely yeah. ran the show. Uh, and two tries for St Helens bound Matt Whitley. Yeah, apparently. Anyway, um, he he had a great game. I thought um, good signing for Saints. I he's a St Helens lad, isn't he? I think. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he's played for Blackbrook. Right. He's... I mean, when he was at, at Widnes before he went to Catalan, I think he had uh, absolutely massive potential, and he's he's had a he's had a good career. Um, 
not quite sure he got to the levels I personally expected him to get to, but uh, I don't think he was far short of it. Um, a decent signing, I think, though. Mm. Two things I wanted to take away from this. Um, number one was, saw the interview afterwards with um, Steve McNamara. Yeah. I'm very, very assured, very confident, saying that they blew it when they got beat in the last minute of the Challenge Cup against I think it was Warrington, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and he said, we've regathered um, and we'll just push on, ready to win this competition. And there was no there was no arrogance about it. It was really a matter of fact that we'll push on and win this well, competition. Well, that's, that's their aim. They got to yeah. the, the, the grand final in 21, was it? It, it just struck me because usually you don't get that sort of language off coaches. No, it's usually like we just take it week mm. by week and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, that'll be their aim and that, that's what they'll have set out to do before this, you know, a ball was even kicked this season and, yeah. and to be top of the league, at, I think we're exactly halfway through the season now. Uh, to be top of the league is he's like well we're out the cup now so let's push on and, and do what we set out to do uh, yeah. before the season started and then the second thing is and I've se- I'm sure you two have as well I've seen it on social media from every more or less every single set of fans this season the the absolute like catastrophe when the team loses a game or or loses a couple of games and they go from being grand final winners. So like not even making the playoffs in the fans' minds, and this t- this this week it's Wigan fans' turn. Yeah, they uh, they're, they're not. Do you know what? It, it surprised me actually. Uh, I saw a I saw a table, and I think it was based on the last ten games. And if you base it over those last ten games, Wigan are actually I think joint third mm. with Lee and St Helens. Yeah. Um, so in actual fact, they're getting over the line and they're getting the points on the table and they're doing well. But I think, I think from a Wigan perspective, you they've probably been treated to a brand of rugby over the years that they've they've come accustomed to, especially with signings like Bevan French and and players like that 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 seem to excel with skill. And at the minute, they they seem to just be getting over the line. And I think maybe that's what's the the doom and gloom with it all, but uh, they—I mean, don't get me wrong—they they would have to be a lot go wrong for Wigan in this sense this week. But uh, I believe that if they if they lose to St. Ellen's this week and a couple of other fixtures go the wrong way, they could actually fall out of the playoffs this week. Which goes back to to what we were saying before about how tight the league is at the minute, and it, you know it's it's really good to see. I think it's. Um, makes things a bit more interesting, but you know Wigan have, have lost a couple of games this season that you probably didn't expect them to, like when they lost um, on the road to Hull when they lost fourteen ten, and then they lost the following week against twelve man Leeds team, and they got absolutely pumped that week forty eighteen, yeah. didn't they? And um, so that the last five weeks, they've uh, lost to Hull, lost to Leeds. Beat Leeds in the Challenge Cup. Then they won in Golden Point, which I think they were probably quite lucky to, to win uh, against all KR. And now they've lost to um, Catalan. So they're just having a bit of a stumble at the minute, isn't they? Mm. Definitely. 
Well, we'll move into the the last game on the Saturday, um, and probably a, a shock result for most. Uh, Castleford twenty six, Leeds twenty four. Not sure it was all that much of a shock when you see the injuries that Leeds have got, which we, we sort of said uh, last week. Um, the the Gareth Widdett made a huge difference to Castleford. Especially goal kicking as well. Yeah, I mean, the one at 24 all from the touchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, held his nerve well, didn't he? Yeah, he he, he made a massive difference. And, and playing fullback as well. I do think he's a really good fullback. I think he's more natural to that position than he is in the halves, to be honest. But um, was the difference in the two teams? But Leeds eight points up with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. So injuries or not, you would expect them to see that game out against a team that's second bottom and struggling for a win. Yeah. Um, and I think they let a really soft try. Mellor's second try that got them, I think, was within a within a score was really soft. Mm. Really soft. And then, they, again, the right-edge defence, again, let them down again, didn't it? Uh, sorry, they're, yeah, they're left, their left-edge defence. Leeds' yeah. left-edge, yeah. yeah. Um. I, I, I'm disappointed as well with some of the comments that like, oh, you know, Rowan Smith needs to go, he's not good enough and all this sort of stuff. I mean, this is a guy that took them to the grand final less than 12 months ago. Mm. And they have had a lot of injuries and you don't become a bad coach overnight. I nearly come in halfway through the season, did he? Yeah. Last season. Yeah, yeah he did, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, he's also had plays that he's he struggled in the halves, hasn't he? Because either Austin or Caesar has... Mm. Tended to be out. I don't think them two have played together that much this season. No, the halfback pairing hasn't worked out mainly for that reason, and mm. I'm not quite sure how good Aiden Caesar is or no. how bothered he is, to be honest. No, and then you've got people like, uh, and, and I've only singled him out on off this. Um, people like James Bentley. I mean, he's just sort of like. Gone off the edge of a cliff, rugby league wise, the last couple of years. He's really stalled, and he? he had that yeah. big injury at St. Helens, and and then he come back and come back, just on, sort like, of like come back and yeah. yeah. But now he just doesn't seem. He doesn't seem the hot prospect that he was a couple of years ago. No. No, I, I, but I do think he had a, a decent a, a decent game this weekend. He got himself a try. I think he he. Ball in hand, he's never been brilliant, but the defensive work that he gets through is is yeah, yeah. pretty phenomenal, and it's the sort of stuff that you don't see. Yeah. Mm. Another player I've seen from uh, Leeds getting a bit of stick this week is uh, Darrell Olfitz as well. He, he's shocking. He scored the first try, didn't he? And he gave it a bit big to the Castleford fans, yeah, shushing them shushing away, them, and, yeah. and then proceeded to, I think. I think he conceded. I think he was at fault for the the Mella second try. Was he? Was that his side? Well, he's, he's that yeah. left winger. Yeah, yeah. So I think he was at fault for a few of their tries. So I he's think... terrible under yeah. the eyeball. Yeah. Ju- well, I was just going to say to you, if you're an opposition coach, surely you're firing every ball up to that every corner. Every single ball. Get it in the sky. Get him under it because he's dreadful. I would be doing one. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, just to wrap up that game, obviously, I know we spoke a lot about Leeds there, but I don't think you can, I don't think we can move on without just talking about how big of a win that is for for Castleford mm. either. I mean, 
we'll come on to the game next, but obviously with with Wakefield not picking up a point this week, that puts them six clear now. And and you always thought they were going to be perfectly mm. safe with four points, but all of a mm. sudden six points, massive. And it's just another big massive. big win for Castleford. And might give them might give them a boost to to push on from there. In a, in Castleford, a, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Um, but uh, that's excellent win, excellent win. Yeah, yeah, they did really and well. Like, and like you said, Widdup was the, the the big difference, I thought, there. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Well, that wraps up Saturday, and we move into the first game on Sunday, which is the one we I literally just mentioned there, and that was Wakefield 4, Lee 30. <sighs> they couldn't score against the 11 men. I was just going to say, they had, you know, man sent off uh, pretty early on, Lee. Um, in a <laughs> which a comical sending off, cowardly, wasn't it? Right, but he he punches for Fita, who just laughs at him. Yeah, and he punches him from behind Somebody. his, his teammate. <laughs> comes and over then, the top, and then complains about it to the yeah. referee, and Fafita's just laughing at him. Yeah, and he like off you go, like you know, and he's just stood there, like you know. You, it reminds me of um, that story about. Um, Geordie Keith, you know, where he's with the player who falls into the. Um, oh yeah, this is this is our friend. This is our friend Keith. He's from Sunderland. You'll have to tell it because I can't remember the player. David Speedy, right? He played for a few teams, and I think he might have been at Coventry. Yeah, and David Speedy falls into the crowd, and then on the YouTube you can see it fall into the crowd, and all you can see is this fist come from the from the fans. Like over the top of everybody else, hit, like hitting David Speedy, and Keith's like, "That's my fist. That's my fist." <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. That dra- ben Reynolds coming from behind his teammate and punching. That's, like, that's my that's fist. That's my fist. That's isn't my it? fist. I punched David for fear. Oh, <laughs> Keith would have been proud of him. <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> but yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Um, but going back to the game, I mean, what they had eleven players at one point and still couldn't score. Just so, what chance have you got? Did you do that every would week? For teams? <laughs> it's a team that okay, we're only playing eleven this week. Yeah. Would they score against ten? <laughs> like a science experiment, isn't it? David Fafita looks quite big as well, doesn't he? Since he's uh, yeah, I know he's still been playing, but it looks a bit, you know. Which brings us on. To the most important question of the week. Mm-hmm. How much start? <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. How much start would Bobby have to give David Fafita over 100 metres? No, it's the way around, isn't it? How much start would Bobby receive from David Fafita over 100 metres? I mean, other, other responses of, of, for Usain Bolt, it was 90. Mm. I think I can't remember it was for seventy somebody, but like, how many meters start would he get over David Fafita? Fifty. Oh come on! <laughs> forty. Four. It's at least four. It's it's Thir- no thirty-five. Forty. No less than forty. I'd go thirty-five. I'd say. I'll, I'll, ac- I'll accept the thirty-five. I was going to say less than fifty. Come on, I'm, I know I'm. I know I'm not the quickest person in the world, but I don't need to give something like that to. Come on. I reckon I could catch you after fifty. <laughs> nah. 
with a 50. Nah, yeah. 35? Four, are you going 40? 40. All right, fair enough. I'll go 35 for you. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate the support. <laughs> anyway, back <laughs> back to the game. Oh, uh, I'm still on that. <laughs> <laughs> back to the game. I actually uh, managed to make it up to the, the Sunday of uh, Magic Weekend. So I was I was there for this game. And I think what summarised it for me on the, on the Wakefield point of view is... I think more or less every single fan in the ground cheered when they went over the line. If you're a professional player, what what's that got to do for you? you? Do you know what I mean? Do you know where I'm coming from with that? I don't know in terms of the Wakefield players. It, I mean, I know you can have you can go on losing streets and you can be in a bit of a rut and things like that. But at some point. You've just got to drag yourself out of it, and, and they just don't. They get worse every week. It's eleven players they were playing against, and they couldn't score. Yeah, and then twelve for the rest of it. Yeah, and they only just managed to score with about I think was it like ten, fifteen minutes. What, left? Yeah, there wasn't long left, was there? No, there wasn't at all. Um, do you know? Do you know if Wakefield? <clears throat> you know if you if you have the assumption that we only have to get you only have to get into double figures. Yeah. To beat Wakefield. Yeah. Do you know how many games they would have won on that premise, Wakefield? What, if you scored like 10 points? Yeah. Go on. Four. Really? Yeah. Right. Four. And one of them was when they got 20-odd against Catalans in the first game. Mm. Wow. I know, uh, I, know we keep to, I, know we're, I know we keep bringing him up every week, but uh, I just want to mention this because I'm looking forward to I'm more looking forward to it next week. And again, Lachlan Lamb uh, impressed me. Again, again this week he's, uh, he's he's on fire at the moment as a halfback. But I think Lee play Hull FC next week, and uh, I think that's going to be a great battle between uh, Lamb and Clifford. Tough game, that it is. It's going to be a very tough game, and obviously we'll come on to that when we we do the predictions. But I'm looking forward to that Lamb and Clifford uh, battle. I think it should be something that will excite a few people. That one, yeah. Uh, well, before we come on to uh, the that half, the the Clifford half, uh, we had another game uh, on the Sunday, and that was St Helens forty eight, Huddersfield six. Smoked them, didn't they? I thought I did think that when the game kicked the first ten minutes, thought it was pretty even. I think Huddersfield. I can't remember what minute they scored on, but obviously Huddersfield scored first. Um. I do wish we had some sort of wide-angle camera, though, because I'm not convinced that Jake Bibb is that quick. Mm. Mm. Um, There's a few tries like that, isn't Well, there? exactly. That, that's more the point that I'm making. It happens, you know, pretty when, much every week, they check an onside like that. Yeah. So why can they not have a, a, the, the a wider old, angle? One, yeah, yeah, a wider angle or what? I, I don't know. Because there's a lot of times when the winger seems to be waiting for the ball on the line. <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. yeah. So you'd, you'd think they'd... It's a pretty simple solution, really, isn't it? But do, do you think Saints fans were nervous this week? Definitely, because the strength of the side they put out was probably the strongest in Super League this week, mm. as in the numbers like one. Yeah, one to, you know. They were only missing Morgan Knowles. Yeah, so it was the strongest team they've probably had out all season. And Hopoarty was missing. It was the strongest team they've had out all season. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's um, um. So if it had gone wrong this week, you you really would have been really que- the questions really mm. would have started been asking. As it happened, 
as it happened. They um, battered him, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, St. Helens were brilliant, but Uddersfield was shocking, so it'd be more of a test. Um, you know, if everybody come come out unscathed and everybody's still fit, it'd be more of a test this week, obviously, when they, they have the derby against Wigan. Um, but I, I thought they had a bit of a slow start, and it was looking a bit like, ooh, mm. you know... Is it what's going to happen here? And then, and then they ran away. We really built themselves into the game, and and really ran away with it. Yeah. Um. But bloody curse that famous St James's Park slope, though. Oh, <laughs> what's he talking about? <laughs> Seriously, I know we, I know we say it week after week, but that is a proper Jurgen Klopp comment into it. That that is that is the wind, the rain, the pitch. Come on, give your head a wobble. They're slope. Get out of town. There is actually a slope on it, but it's not going to make a difference. Right, so they played 40 minutes on it. The Saints played 40 minutes on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tommy Makinson's try has come downhill, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of tries, I think think it's safe to say... uh, Lusick probably finished off try of the weekend. I don't. I don't think you'll see many more that were that were better than that this weekend. That was uh, no. It was a great try. Just on that. So Wellesby makes the break. Yeah. Feeds it to Makinson. Yeah. Trouble, and then a little back flick on it to Lusick who goes in in the corner. Were you surprised to see um, Jack Wellesby get caught like so um, quickly after he makes a break? Because one minute he's chasing Bevan French down in one game, mm. and then. That I thought when he made the gap, I thought, "Oh, is he going to go?" Well, I think the. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it was in his senior he was chasing. Yeah, him. he's not was. slow. Could be a bit. Of, could be a bit of tiredness as well. I, mean, I was going to say know, it was but... late in the game. One, yeah. I think there yeah. was like eight minutes left or something. It was late in the is game. It... <laughs> it was a great offload. He did well to get it to Makinson. Every, everything seemed to go from Dodd to Wells, a bit to Lomax in that game, mm. and then usually to Makinson or Hurrell. Yeah, and and that and that would look really um, potent. Yeah, but just a quick question, just on on this game. Um, uh, how do the how are you saying that uh, Knowles was missing? And I think he's back this week. Has he been banned? Uh, yes, he's back. Yeah. How do you shoe on him in, <coughs> or do you not? You Paul Wellens, do you do you put him back in or not? And if you do, who is it at the expense of? Look, I think he's got to go back in. He's, he is a quality player. I think he's got to go back in. Uh, but James Bell's been phenomenal and, and, and just, just signed, signed a new, new two-year yeah. deal and, and, and rightly so, he's really deserved it. He's been brilliant. Yeah. He is a different type of player. He, I think he is a better ball player, but he can do it and chew up the metres as well. Mm. Um, will they look at... I mean, looking at the squad, I'm trying to think who they had on the bench. Um, I think it was Matautia. LMS. LMS. Lussick and... Parsi. Parsi. Mm. So the only one that's going to get dropped from that bench is LMS. Mm. And, and he used yeah. Knowles as a forward. As a yeah. And what about Uddersfield? I mean, it doesn't get any easier for them this week because they've got Warrington away. No, who have lost what, back-to-back games now. And, I mean, Watson was fuming afterwards, wasn't he? Well, uh, he... He's really good at blaming his players, isn't he? Well, he's come mm. out and said there's going to be a big change. He's going, he's, going to he's going to drop a big name, he said. Yeah, and they reckon it's either going to be Lola here or, or Connor. Because they think, no, he's... they reckon Ollie Russell is back, I believe. Yeah. Right. And he's dropped. He's not frightened to drop Connor because he's done that before, hasn't he? I just don't like this Blame public lambasting of players. Mm. Mm. If you're 
you know, the players. I know, like, yeah, all right, I didn't have a game, a good game, mate, but come on. It's every week, slagging us off. Gets a bit tiresome, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's not going to be long before he loses that if, dressing room. If you well, it, if he's not already lost it. Mm. It gets a bit tiresome if you're a player. Yeah. If you've got a coach like that that's constantly coming out with the blade and it's like, yeah, mm. it, it gets tiresome as a player. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I remember playing uh, a match once and there was a team that... Was it in black and white? <laughs> <laughs> there was a team and their, their manager was renowned for dishing out absolute, you know, bollockings at half-time. Mm-hmm. And we were 1-0 up, I think, at half-time. And they were coming off the pitch and they were laughing amongst themselves, going, who's going to get it this week? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that strikes me. What does feel might be like? Yeah. Who's getting it this week? Yeah. Yeah. It's you, Greenwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although, um, although it wouldn't be because he was pretty much out of it, wasn't he? So, yeah, yeah, get a tougher head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was warmly copper. Um, a warning for that, by the way. I don't know. I thought it was an head class. Was it for that? Uh, well, I'm guessing so. I couldn't. Yeah. I can't think of anything no. else. From what I'm, from what I've seen, yeah, and what I'm led to believe, yes, it is. Seems a bit harsh. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on to the final game of Sunday, and of course, Magic Weekend for this year um, is the team you mentioned, Callum, who now have gone back to back losses, and that's Warrington who lost 30 points to 18 at the hands of Hull FC. Yeah, all of, you know, a few weeks ago, they're, they're winning the grand final and they're going to go the season unbeaten and, and now they find themselves, what, second, having lost back-to-back games for the, I think, second time this season. In terms of overall quality, I thought this was the best game. Yeah, this was a really, really good game to finish the man. What was already, I thought, a really good magic weekend. Uh, it was a good game to finish on. Yeah, did you did you stay for this one? Yeah, uh, I think because you you two were up there for the weekend, weren't you? So yeah, you? I, I watched the. I think we watched the first half, and then we yeah, started half, just because right. of the, just because of the traffic more than anything else, and, and getting yeah. out. Um, I tell you what, I. Week by week, I absolutely love Jake Clifford. Yeah, he's he's, he's becoming player. my favourite player in Super League. At the yeah, I think, I think he's, he's, he's going to be back over in Australia next season. I think he's that good. Yeah, you know, but he's different as well. Mm. He's he's got that sort of. I, I I don't know how to describe it really. It's a bit like Jake Connor Maverick streak, mm. but with more discipline. Does, yeah. it the, does it at the right time. He's got a good running game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think his kicking game and his brain, I think he's excellent as well. Yeah, he's got a very good kicking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the most informed seven um, in the league at the minute. There isn't... I don't think there's a team in the league that that would say no to Jake Clifford. No, there isn't. And I think that's, that's good the biggest is, think, compliment yeah. you can give him, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's excellent. And... Um, Tex Hoy having a, a really good game as well, I thought. Really good game. That, that take for that set up the Griffin hat, hat trick because he found Swift in it. Mm. The, but the, the the take from the kick to take it down dead low like that and sort of like slide into it was was phenomenal. Seems a very sort of confidence player, Tex Hoy, and mm. his defense has been much maligned. Yeah, um, 
But if he's if he's in a team that's on a roll and on the and on the top of things, then he's an asset, isn't he? Yeah, I want to say like flat track bully, but mm. confidence but Warren, is probably more that, that, that applicable. Weather. Yeah, 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 yeah. Confidence is, is, but it's that type of thing. Yeah, he has to be well confident. <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, I don't. I think, like you said, his defence has been coming to question, but I don't think anyone's really questioned his attack this year. I mean. As you said, Callum, he set up the, the Griffin hat trick, and even the one he took himself with the little step at the line was was nice to see. He got a try himself, so mm. you know, um, yeah, good for him. Yeah, well done. Yeah, but be be interesting to see how Warrington now go over the next couple of weeks. I think. Um, but I think that wraps up the Magic Weekend. I thought it was really good, and just on just on that, mm. does it stay? I think it stays, but I don't think it stays at Newcastle. What right? What I don't understand, and that's then. nothing against Newcastle. It's just tired. It's just yeah. It before before it gets tired. Yeah, more tired. More yeah. Sleepy. What's more tired? Sleep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so put it to sleep yeah. for two or three years, yeah. and then wake it up. Okay. But what I don't understand about this is. So the I watched the Super League show to mm. recap the games before tonight. Yeah, and they had an interview with the commercial director, the RFL, Rodri Jones, I think Jones, it is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he was saying, um, well, you know, we, uh, we've got to discuss about the change in the Challenge Cup format and um, this, that, and the other, and where do we put it, and the ground and things like that. But I don't know, and and I, I don't know the answer to this properly. Um, but Briar's just texted me about it and said, because one of the things I was asking, and we're talking to Briar this week, was saying about um, IMG's role. Do they actually own Rugby League? IMG? Yeah. So it's like IMG say, we don't want Magic Weekend anymore. Yeah. So what if what if the teams want it, the fans want it, the, the Super League want it? Well, I think they make proposals and the clubs vote on them. Which is exactly it. So there's a board yeah, and it doesn't happen without the board. But it all seems to be, oh, IMG are doing this and IMG are doing mm-hmm. that. I mean, we're talking about the Challenge Cup. Please don't, please don't let's have this, this silly group format or anything stupid like that. Yeah, I'm not sure that's being proposed. No. But, um... Yeah, I think they they make proposals, but at the end of the day, if Super League don't and the, the the clubs and the owners or whoever vote on it and and don't want to help help them, they, you know what they're meant to do. No, I just I didn't know what the the, the the plan was because it's all sort of they haven't come up with anything, have they? About it's going to be next year, or it's not going to be next year, or no. And I realise it's a ten year thing, and obviously it's going to take time to sort it out in it, yeah. but. Um, Nothing really seems to be happening as such. Although they did just what? announce salary cap changes and stuff, didn't they? One thing I do think on it, wherever you, wherever it's done, I don't think you need a 50-odd thousand stadium. No, you don't. I don't think. You know? No. It's You know, it was 35 on the first day, I think 30 on the second day, I think, roughly, was it? Something yeah. like that. Then you don't need much more than that, do you? No. No, you're looking at at forty, aren't you? Yeah, Probably, I think, Max. I, I think so. Look at look at it that way, you know. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, yeah. Still a good weekend, mm. but uh, we shall move on. Mm. 
It's Bobby Stats of the Week. Yes, it's uh, Stats of the Week time. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How many stats this week? Uh, I'm going to go with seven. I had eight, but I don't really like one of them, so I'm going to get rid. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too happy. Do you know what? I'll keep it. I'll say, hey, I'll, I'll keep picky, it. It's picky not... these days, isn't he? I know. Uh, it's, it, it, I'll keep it. It's a start, but I'm not really too happy with it. I'm going to get it out of the way. Yeah, with don't upset the bobblets, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first, the, the first one is that uh, Jordan Rapner has now scored 100 NRL tries. Was that it? Yeah. So I, I, I read it then, and I thought, mm, not too happy with that one. So. That's I'll be letting the fans down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, go on then. Let's start again. All right, okay. Got seven. Okay. All right. Let's just cross it out. Uh, all right, stat number one is that um, Semi Valemi has become. That is his actual name. Don't no, don't go didn't, there. Didn't say it wasn't. You're laughing at me like I'm saying it wrong and I'm not. Just a funny name. All right. Like Bobby. <laughs> Uh, he has become the first ever Cowboys player to to score a hat trick on debut. Really, right? That's a good one. That yeah. well done, Semi. Sir, what was he called? Not Semi Circle. What was he called? Valemi. Uh, Valemi. Semi Valemi. Mm. First one. Well done. It's good that. Yeah. I don't trust people when the names rhyme. Help <laughs> 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 me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, moving on, stat number two. Um, so after 13 games, uh, Hazem El Nazre had scored 128 points in his record-breaking 342-point season. Right. Okay. Currently, after 13 games of this season, Jermaine Asako is 10 points ahead on 138. Right. We're going. Mm. So, could we see a new NRL record? Possibly. They play more. They play more. Will they play more games as well now than when they did then. it? I'm not sure. Not more sure. Teams, they, isn't there? They get a bye, mm. but I'm yeah, not but sure. There's more. I don't know. No, I don't. Know. Uh, I'd have to check that one. Mm. I'll look into it. Because if they do, there's you know, it might do it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, stat number three. Um, after the weekend, Mark Sneed has now kicked over 1,000 career goals. Uh, he is just outside of the top five, but sadly for Mark, I don't think he'll ever take top spot. Okay. Uh, as, is it Jim Sullivan? Uh, just Sorry, just in Super League. All oh, right, oh, in Super League. In Super League, okay. I don't think he'll come, come quite close. And the goal kicking. Yeah, he's Sinfield. he's just over a thousand and yeah, Kevin Sinfield leads the way on one thousand seven hundred and ninety two. Right. So he's he's quite a way off, I think. Um And he got his uh Guinness World Record certificate for his world's longest cycling shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um stat number stat number four. Uh, one that a few might have seen uh, this week is uh, Tommy Makinson has set a new Magic Weekend record, uh, scoring 28 points. Uh, the old record that he beat was set by Sean Long all the way back in 2008 uh, when 
Sean Long scored 27 points. So Makinson beats him by a point. It's more than Wakefield have scored in four weeks. Is it actually? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds believable. It does. I need to look that up now, don't I? Yeah. Uh, stat number five. So I just don't which way to go. I'm going to go with that one. Uh, in 12 of the 15 games that Wakefield have played this season, they have failed to score a try in at least one half. 12 out of 15. Yeah. <sighs> to add to that, in 13 games out of 15, mm-hmm. they failed to score a try. There was only one game where they kicked a goal in the second half. I think it was the Salford 13-12 game. Right, okay. With so you. in 12 of them, they've, yeah. they've scored at least, a, they haven't scored a try or a point in, in a yeah, half. And in but 13, in 13, it's not a try. It's not a try. Right. And, and to add to that... It was, what's your guess? Wait for what, Tommy Makinson. What was it? 20, 28 points and I said in the last four games. Four, four games? Weeks, yeah. Tommy Makinson. I'm going to go Wakefield because they got 18 against uh, Warrington. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, including that, it's 28. Oh. It's a draw. Because they got six of four and 18 and a nil. Ouch. Oh, wow. Wow. That is... Uh... Kicks another goal. <laughs> Drop a goal. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Oof. Um, stat number six, and I see this one caught quite a lot, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've, I've managed to get around to do it. So, uh, we all know the record that, or the, the the superstition in the NRL that if you concede fifty points, you won't win the premiership. Yeah, and I've had it, I've had it asked me a few times now that has that ever happened in Super League? Mm-hmm. So I can tell you that. Um, three teams have conceded 50 plus points and still gone on to win the Premiership. So it is not or the grand a, final. Or the grand final. Yeah, yeah, it is not the. It's not the same as uh, as the as the NRL. Okay. Um, I can also add to that in that three teams have been nilled and still gone on to win the grand final. Okay. Um, the the biggest loss from a team and still win the grand final is Wigan. They won it in 2016, but got beat 62-0 off Wakefield that season. Oh, yeah. So they hold the biggest margin. I can see that being 62-0 this year. <laughs> <laughs> Just the other way around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're looking for the most points conceded by a team, to still win the grand final, that would be Leeds. They got beat 66-10 by Castleford in 2017 when they won the grand final as well. Um, Very good. I think that's the most research you've ever done on a stat. Is that? Not very nice, is it? Some work in that one. Probably true, though. Well done, Bubbles. Well done. And to end it uh, as my last one is... Huddersfield currently hold the record for the fewest points scored in a Super League season. Uh, back in 1998, they only scored 288 points all season. After 14 games, Wakefield have only scored 87 points all season. And when you think they scored 24 in the first game... 
Yeah. That means they've scored, what, 63 in the other 13. It's not even five points a game. No. No. And just to just to round off on that little start, by the same point in 1998, Huddersfield has scored 176. So they are Double. almost 90 points behind... Double in it. The same mm. the, the the same time of the season. So uh Wakefield could be setting another record this I season think, that I they, they will be doing that they probably do not want Rams on. I think you're definitely right. I feel like I've had a bit of a go at Wakefield this week, but Deservedly just, so just, though. Just annoying me. Like I said before, I feel sorry for the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But that's it, that's that's the stats of the week. Excellent. Excellent. Well done. It's all the stats of the week. Uh, right, just before we move on to our next, so we've just been having a look then, just breaking news, if you like. Uh, we mentioned about Alex Walmsley before, or, or you did, Andy, um, and we thought it was a head clash, um, and that he got a ban, well, he hadn't got a ban, he, he got, got, a, he got a fine, fine yeah. and the, the grading, uh, they're, they're appealing it. Even though we didn't get banned. Even though we didn't get banned, they're appealing it. I don't blame them, to be honest, because I think that would probably go against him for the next time that he had a misdemeanour. Yeah. He'd probably get a ban then, as opposed to the warning next time. Yeah. Which, I, which looking at it, I don't, just a clash of heads, I don't think there was anything in it at all. No. So, oh, interesting. So they are, so are going to appeal. Yeah. Mm, okay, it makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um. Anyway, uh, still not... Done a jingle. And they like an they like an appeal as well, St. Helens, don't they? <laughs> Everybody goes mad, don't they, on the appeal now? <laughs> um they're still not done a jingle, unfortunately, because we couldn't decide on one, could we? We'll have one for next week though. So we'll have to put our thinking caps on. Yes. But uh we're gonna do talk to me about. Um so this week, talk to me about a state of origin and well, I suppose it's not so much state of origin, but there's been a lot of talk recently about moving state of origin to the end of the season. Yeah. This has come from that uh, one of the journalists in Australia, Buzz Rothfield. Yes. And he's... Um, basically, Nathan Cleary, I think, pulled a hamstring in the Panthers game this weekend mm. and went off injured. And the theory was, was that because he's backed up and he's played on the Wednesday and then played at weekend... So he's played two games in three or four days and therefore the physios have said uh, it's too much strain on him to do that and he's um, he's injured yeah. because of state of origin. So now there's a, there's a growing clamour, if you like, for state of origin now to be played at the end of the season in October, November. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Um, I just think it's another arrogant NRL type of... It's not NRL, actually. It's this journalist. It's a, it's a, it's a cultural thing around origin mm. and the NRL are the only rugby league in the world that matters. Mm. You know, we had John Dutton on last week mm. on a special and all that was about international rugby league, obviously. Well, obviously, yeah, I, I didn't... Uh, I wasn't here for that. I listened to it uh, earlier today, like I said before. Um, and one of the questions was about what are the three things that rugby league needs to you know do to, to sort of strive going forward and, yeah. and his first answer was international rugby league and a calendar yeah yeah 
And it is. I mean, we all miss. <laughs> anyone that is listening to this pod, anyone that has a love for rugby league will miss Ash's series, touring test sides. Mm. You know, even the Kiwis haven't been around for a, for a, a couple of years now, pre, pre-COVID, pre I would think. I think. Mm. Um, you know, and even now we're playing Tonga in a, in a test series, um, which will, which will be okay, but it's, and I don't want to dismiss Tonga, but it's third rate because they're behind, they're behind the big two, aren't they? Mm. That you want to see from a touring test side. Yeah. They're, they're behind what you want to see. You know, everyone wants to see. And I'm going to say Great Britain, not England. I'm going to say Great Britain versus Australia, or Great Britain versus New Zealand. And that's what you want to see. Now, if this plan goes ahead for State of Origin to move that in later in the calendar towards the end of the season, that's a death knell yeah. for for International Rugby League. Yeah. And I, I would think that the players, when they're little, right, and they're, you know, you're winning whatever, like... You know, you want to play for England, or you want to play. I would think that they wanted, they would want to play for the Kangaroos. Surely the Kangaroos, the Kangaroo, like surely that is bigger than playing for the state. I think that's an interesting question, and I'd love to see the the uh, percentage of well, the answers. Whether it's if you ask players now, what's bigger for you, playing for your state or or being a Kangaroo? Yeah. Uh, what percentage of players would say what? Um, and I think if you asked, you know, six, seven-year-olds now, I, I'm i convinced the answer would be, I'd rather be a maroon. Well, yeah. I'd rather be a blue. I, I, you're probably right. Because of the way that it is over there and yeah. the, the, the sort of NRL and their obvious lack of care for yeah. international rugby league. I, I think you're right. And I think... And that is so sad, mm. um, because the state of origin started off as a trial game for the kangaroos, mm. and should, in my opinion, should still be the same. No matter how much you, because you used to have city versus country, yeah, which and was city the New versus, South Wales. City versus country was a was a you know it was a trial game for New South Wales. Yeah, then they abandoned that. Yeah, I think they did it a couple of years ago as yeah, a one-off. As a one-off well, it wasn't no. really the same sort no. of. Yeah. But that was that was a that so they had a they had a, a chain like a chain of command that went up and it went up to the kangaroos. Mm. Well, let's be honest, Malmeninga's got the easiest job in sport. Yeah, not in these <laughs> not in the sport, not in rugby league, just in sport. Yeah, what does he do? Mm. Is it easier than like the? Uh, rowing coach for like Oxford or Cambridge. Like what? When they get like the the cocks out once a year, you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I I'd, I'd argue is it easier than like being the coach of like the Harlem Globetrotters? Because yeah, you know. at least they play more games. Exactly. Though. Well, yeah, but it's not exactly hard to coach them, is it? No, it's the same sort of result though. The kangaroos seem to win all the time. I know, I know. This comes out a lot at work because of because of a lad we work with. But I genuinely believe you could put me in charge of the Harlem Globetrotters and I'd still win. Because they use a step ladder. <laughs> he's spinning the ball and he's <laughs> <laughs> just take it. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, seriously, this can't be allowed to happen. Mm. 
whoever is making these decisions needs to make the no no we're sticking with it and i understand that you want your players back after origin but the the club don't may, maybe if they had maybe if they had um a 3 week break yeah and you played the state of origin on that um on that yeah yeah it shouldn't be at the end of the season no there enough. no way no, but I also think they they just then they love a good moan, don't they? No, they do. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. At the start of the season, the players were getting injured because they played in the World Cup. Yeah, so they just look for an excuse. And I think in terms of that, I think you know, is it? I know this comes up quite often. I know it's come up in the last few years. You know, should it be played at the end of the season and, and stuff like that. But is it because it's clearer? Is it because it's a Panthers yeah. player? No, that, that, that is you know something I mean? to do with it. Yeah. I mean, well, like, not so much a Panthers no, player, but, but Cleary. But the, the, no, if it had been a forward, that would a high-profile yeah. player. Yeah. All right. Well, what I mean is, you know, Cleary. But what I mean is, it's Cleary and the Panthers who are looking to go three in a row and that kind of thing. If you say someone like, yeah, but it's not like they've not had to do this for the last two years when they've won it. No, I know. I'm, I no. I agree. But you know, I mean, do you get this much fuss over say someone like say Ben Hunt? who is at the Dragons and is bottom of the league and has nothing to really fight for. You know, Do you get this much conversation about mm, someone like that? Right. You don't have to have the players backing up if you don't want I understand why they do, because they're paying the wages, obviously, and they want to see the best players out there. Yeah, I, they never used to. No. They never used to. So, um, and, and I think the Panthers only did it because they played on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. So even though it's a short turnaround, it's not what, what not what worried me, but what was more in, impressive, if you like, is Happy Coruscant played eighty minutes on uh, the Wednesday, and then on the Friday played, come off the bench for the Tigers and played mm. about sixty minutes. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I just hope it doesn't happen. You know, and if he got if he got injured, you'd be like, well, he's, he's played. Two games in three days. Like, what? What do you think was going to happen? That's right. I just hope it doesn't happen because we keep talking the same thing about we need to protect the game. Yeah, we need to protect the players. But we need to protect the game. Yeah. So there you go. So, just a, I want, but there's a there's a very you've got a very very last word on the state of origin, haven't you, Bobby? I have. Yes, I have. Take it away. Uh, it's more directed towards um, you, Callum. All right. And I just wanted to know if you had to describe state of origin. I don't know, maybe as like, say, like, like as a woman, how would you describe her? Just curious. Bobby's, as, as part of Stats of the Week, if you like, Bobby's unearthed a tweet from yourself in 2011 that states, if State of Origin was a woman, she'd be bang tidy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like these memories things. I hate it. <laughs> 2011. 2011, you wrote, Ooh. she'd be bang tidy. I could feel myself going red. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I hate these memories things. They pop up, they just started randomly popping up, and I'm like, and you know what? I must have done, I bet you could count on one hand how many actual things I've put on Facebook like that. And whenever they pop up, you're like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> ooh. I, I think it's time to move on, don't you? I think, what would it have been in 2011? Four. Four. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not mentally. All oh, right. <laughs> Clearly, oh. mental age of four. Eight. Uh, <laughs> 17? 
Seventeen, eighteen, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving quickly on then. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. I kind of don't want to do this now. <laughs> uh, like, stupid Australians and all that. Um, but yeah, NRL have a, a quick run. Well, Bobby will have a quick run through the uh, scores. Yes. Uh, we, like you said, uh, we saw Appy Corusau play uh, 80 minutes on both the Wednesday and the Friday. However, the Tigers, uh, I think... Uh, I think I showed you this one, Andy. Uh, the the Tigers were a little bit robbed, weren't they? Nineteen uh, eighteen up, and they got a, and the Raiders suddenly got a penalty goal. <laughs> well, they were eighteen nil down with about five minutes to go. Yeah, mm. come back to and they got a drop goal as well to make it nineteen eighteen, and then and then they tried to stop a drop goal equaliser, yeah. and he went skidding in the rain into his standing foot. Then he after he'd already missed the drop goal, it was it, it felt harsh, but that could have ended really badly for um, was it Fogarty. I, yes. I, I said on this one, if he'd have got the drop goal, what would have happened? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Would that just have stood and that have been it? Or would they give a penalty? It would have been more interesting if he'd have got it and he'd have injured him. Like, want, he didn't really injure him, no. did he? I want to know that. I want to know what would have happened. Mm. Did he get the drop goal and a penalty? I don't know. That's what I want to know. A bit mm. like in basketball where it still stands and then you get your, 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 uh, your, your three throw for the extra point. We're going to have to yeah. ask somebody on this, aren't we? Hmm. Mm. It'd be interesting though, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Tigers 19, Raiders 20. Warriors 30, Dolphins 8. Uh, and it was not a good week for the Titans. Uh, they scored, they managed to score the 20, over 26 though. They got 28 this week. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there were no match for Callum's uh, Bunnies as it was 46 28 to the Bunnies. Can I just say, it was 22 16 or something at half time. Again, they were winning again at half time. Absolute 40-minute team. Hello. They'd be near top if they only played first half. They would be top, I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> uh, the Sharks 12, Broncos 20. The Roosters 25, Bulldogs 24. Take that, Gus. The Cowboys 45, Storm 20. That's uh, a massive win, isn't it? It was a massive, massive. win, but it made made me laugh really because they were they were forty four twenty up with about three minutes to go and they just dropped a goal for absolutely no reason. Don't you love that? Don't yeah, you love that when, when you're not on the receiving end? Yeah, if your team's not on the receiving end, like that sort of like Mickey taking drop goal at the end, like that just for absolutely no reason apart from there you go, can do it. Yeah, do you know what when they, when, they, when they do that they never miss no. when it comes to golden <laughs> point. Like, <laughs> They're firing them all over the place, yeah. yeah. It's true. Just pretend you're 40 nil. Yeah, it? it's true, yeah. <laughs> um, Panthers 26, Dragons 18, rounded out the uh, the latest round. Um, and, of course, as you've already mentioned, we did have State of Origin, and Game 1 went to Queensland, uh, 26 points to 18, and the Blues have it hard to do now, as they've now got to go into Queensland territory to tie up the series. That was a bit dull, that one, to be honest. Mm, added. It's in terms of State of Origin and yeah. what we expect from it, I thought it was, yeah, very a bit lacklustre. 
it's sort of mistake free. It was Brit. Yeah, you always expect that. I know. I just thought it was just, a bit. I don't know. I didn't get the uh, second half like was better. A normal yeah, game, to be honest. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know. It was just. Mm. When I didn't think it was brilliant. No. Uh, well, if you're looking for a couple of games to watch this week, your highlights probably are the Roosters and the Panthers, and the Storm take on the Sharks. Okay. Excellent. Uh, right, well, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up with this then. Move forward podcast prediction league with six again. Yes, it's the predictions league and, uh, I think a segment most people don't want to wear this week, looking at the table, because... It was not a good week, but obviously we're joined uh, by Brian from Six again. Brian, how are we this week? New, new gentleman. New, new I'm good. How are you? Yes. How, how are you, boys? Yes, we're all well. The boys had a, a great weekend, a magic weekend. Um, Fantastic. Enjoyed it, and uh, it was uh, some. Good, we obviously we've discussed it in detail, um, but yeah, uh, yes, everyone's uh, everyone's. Raring to go for an update, Bry. Well, um, everyone had a poor week, except Lee and Wakefield, basically. Those crazy um, predictions for Lee finally paying <laughs> off. It did, did it? And the maverick, the, mav- the maverick approach of Lee. Oh, it hasn't finished either, trust me. Um, but the best weeks, uh, yeah, Lee, at the uh, bottom, our team who bottom had the best week. Um, Wakefield... Had uh, the second best week, and other than that, it was the bottom three who really had the best weeks. So they've closed the gap okay. on the insiders and Andy. Um, we had three who went up by two. Uh, they were Wakefield, Salford, and Hull, and Wigan went down by two. But Callum, you're still in fourth. Um, you're six points off third, but you've got a group right behind you, Champions including League. myself. Including myself, who's in seventh, and Bobby, who's in eighth, and Andy, who last week was um, overtaken by St. Helens on spot ons, is this week overtaken by Hull FC on spot ons. <laughs> <laughs> but still in 13th. Out of how many? 18. Out of 17. 17. Fair enough. Time. Time. Going down, mate. Time. <laughs> right, Brian, where are we up to? So this week, um, for Castle we've got Roy, for Catalan we've got Victoria, Huddersfield and Nathaniel, for Hull FC Outlawed would be League, for Hull KR, uh, Tony, for Leeds, Eddie from Lopard, for Lee we've got the Lathers, for Salford we've got Bobby's biggest fan Phil, uh, for St. Helens we've got David, for Wakefield we've got Down at Bellevue, for Waddington the Loose Wire, for Wigan we've got Johnny, and for the Insiders this week we have our friend... And the journalist, Gary Carter. Excellent. Welcome to Gary. Right. Where I'll be ready start? to go, boys. Yes. Where do you want to start, Bry? Friday. Uh, Castleford. Fee Salford. At eight o'clock. Uh, I think... Uh, I mean, like we said, Castleford look, uh, looked better at, at the weekend. Um, Salford, I think, uh, will be too strong. I'm going to say Salford by... 10. I'm going to go Salford 16. 
And I'm going to go Salford 12. I never seemed, I never seemed to, well, anybody, but I never, in particular, never seemed to predict Salford very well at all. No. Yeah. Funny team to yeah. predict. And I've gone Salford by 14 to complete the set. Okay. Um, we've got two. We've gone for Castleford. Roy, our Cast fans, gone Castleford by four. Hull FC have gone Castleford by 10. And we do have a Salford by seven. Oh. And that's, by Phil, our sulfur fan. Brave, Phil, brave. Okay. Next up, I'm oh, sorry. Next up is also on Friday, Lee v. Hull FC. This is probably, without a doubt, the hardest game of the week. Uh, I think, I don't know where you go with it. Lee on fire, Hull playing very very well and as I've already said I'm really looking forward to that battle of Lamb versus Clifford I think it's going to be a a great watch Um, but I feel like Hull are just a little bit on and off and I feel like Lee are more consistent so I'm going on a consistency basis and I'm going to go Lee by four Uh, absolutely no idea why but I'll go Lee six yeah, I think Lee being at home probably just tips it in their favour. I'm going to say Lee by eight. I think with Hull, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. No. Mm. Still in, yeah. I've also gone Lee by eight. Um, we've got two who've gone for Hull this week. One is our Hull fan who's gone Hull by 12. One's our Wigan fan who's gone Hull FC by six. Everyone else has gone for Lee, and the highest we've got is Lee by 12. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me. And I think the fact that everyone's thinking the same sort of way there, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, next one, Brian. St. Helens v. Wigan. 8 o'clock Friday, and this one's on Sky. Um, I think if Saints have come through Magic Weekend without injuries, and they can, they can name that sort of squad again, um, I think they'll go well. I think people like Jai Field will appreciate the run out uh, and will be fitter for that. Um, but I think Saints will have too much and I'm going to go Saints by 14. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think the Saints have got full strength. Um, I think Wigan, a couple of injuries still... <laughs> I mean, they'll want to bounce back pretty quickly and, you know, no better place to do it. But I think Saints being at home again and being full strength, I think Saints by... A, what did you say, sorry, Andy? 14. Uh, I'm going to say 12. I'm going to go Saints by 10. And I've gone Saints by 4. Um, a few have gone for Wigan. We've got... Um, a Lee fan has gone Wigan by 28. Wow. Um, our Wakefield fan has gone Saints by 34. <laughs> wow. And we've just, just got everything else in between. Wow. <laughs> Although, Johnny actually did say that Wigan will... He's gone Wigan by 8, but he said that Wigan will score 6 tries but won't kick any of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Next up, Saturday, 5 o'clock in the evening, on Sky, Warrington v Huddersfield. 
Unusual time, isn't it? Mm. For a Sky game on a Saturday at five o'clock. Yeah, especially for being over here, like if it was in France yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 It's, you, it's you. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Um, yeah, I, I think more than anything in this one, I think Warrington not only need to, but will bounce back this week against Huddersfield. Uh, I know Huddersfield need a response themselves after that 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 one off St. Ellen's, but I think Warrington need it more after being more towards the top of the league. And for that reason, I'm going Warrington by 14. Warrington 22. Warrington 16. And I'll just change my name. Thank you, Callum. <laughs> and I'll go Warrington by 18. Um, we've got a clean sweep. Now, normally, on this on our fortnightly excursion of this game, we have our what did Matt say for Wakefield? Hmm. Well, this week we have a new game, and it's what did Nathaniel say? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Do we want to play some guesses, boys? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say he said Warrington by 28. Uh, I'm gonna say he said Warrington by 40. Uh, I'm gonna say Warrington 36. Bobby was the closest. We have Warrington by 46 by Nathaniel. Ouch. A loose way eh, has gone Warrington by eight. <laughs> so there's your difference yeah. Mm. Yeah. but the lowest we've got is Waddington by four and that's by our whole KR fan okay. next up Saturday six o'clock UK time Catalan v Hull KR um, this, is, this is quite a tough one as well but I think with Catalan being at home I, uh, I think they're probably playing a little bit better anyway, but but Hull have been uh, brilliant this season. Um, but I'm going to say Catalan by 14. Well, I'm going to go Catalan 18. I'm going to go Catalan by 8. I've got to change it again. Thank you, Colin. I'll go Catalan by 12. Good. We have one for Hull KR. And it's Hull KR by one. And that is from our Lee fan. Right. Oh. <laughs> okay. uh, I think I think Hull might, Hull might be boosted this week. I've heard that Jordan Abdul might be back. Okay. It well. could happen. There's you. It could happen. Yeah. There's the one. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And then finally, on Sunday, Wakefield Field leads at three o'clock. Now I've seen the weather report for this. And you may remember that last year I went to Wakefield in shorts and got absolutely soaked. Well, anyone who's listening from Wakefield or Leeds, do not go in shorts and get a team down. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I still think it won't make much difference. I think Leeds will respond uh, after the after the Castleford defeat. It won't take much responding, I don't think. So I, I shall go Leeds by 20. I'm going to go Leeds by 22. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 26. Then Leeds 26. And I've gone Leeds by 18. 
Um, so we've got two who've gone for Wakefield. Our Lee fan has gone Wakefield by eight. <laughs> okay. Shouldn't laugh before uh, the game, should we? <laughs> our Catalan fan has gone Wakefield by one. Okay. Now, I think that might be a top-of-the-table battle because then they're only four points behind Leeds. I think that might be a bit of a... A gamble. A, a try and get top. Yeah, a bit of a gamble. Good. And then um, for our favourite... That I need. That's, that's the sort of maverick approach that we like to see, isn't it? Yeah. I need it sitting, you know, a few points behind them. Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 And then your favourite game and my favourite game on this pod, gentlemen. What did Matt say? Oh, no. <sighs> 38. I reckon he said yeah I think that's a good guess I'm going to say 34 I'm going to say he went high I'm going to say he said leads by 50 ding 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 we have a winner Bobby you are spot on <laughs> yeah. you're not getting any bonus points <laughs> 50 what's the point playing this game then <laughs> 50 oh dear oh god leads be, by 50 it might not be far out you know but no Especially if it stays dry. Yeah. <laughs> the weather might come to the rescue for the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it, for this week? Yeah, thank um, you, Brian. So, yes, thank, thanks for sorting everything, Brian. Uh, good luck to all those participating in the Predictions League. Um, and thanks for thanks for listening. If you stayed with us all this time, thanks for listening. Um, if you are going to any games this weekend, then... Stay safe and enjoy. And obviously, if you haven't listened to our exclusive interview with John Dutton, then go and listen to it right now. I mean it, right now. Um, But for this week, for all of us at the Loose Forward podcast, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.